0: petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through, Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away." Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Then looking at Psalm 19, not Psalm nineteen, beginning at verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. The line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Verses 1 through 14, all of Psalm 19. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful privilege of being able to come to you in prayer every day. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity you give us to be able to walk with you in prayer day by day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that teaches us, guides us, and empowers us to walk in obedience to the Scripture that tells us to pray without ceasing. More and more teach us to be much more faithful and efficient in walking out that commandment in the name of Jesus, Lord. Teach us how to pray. And teach us also, Lord, to become skillful swordsmen using the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, skillfully, wisely, and fruitfully every single day. We thank you for the opportunity to do just that each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Jason Tross is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. Um, thank you, Lord, that uh, for drawing us unto yourself and inviting us to partake in your heritage, Lord, for adopting us into your fold, Father. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And, Lord, I ask that um, you will prepare our hearts and minds for what you have for us on today, let it not fall to the ground, Father God, asks ask that you will cause us to be good soul, that we would receive that which you have to sow into us on this morning, Father God. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And may your perfect will be done among your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Thank you, Jason. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're continuing our National Truth for Youth Bible Week this week here on American Family Radio. AFR Radio and Revival Fires International are partnering to provide the only hope for teens, the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. We're encouraging you to help us reach a generation of young people and help get the Word of God back in our schools as we help to dispel the darkness with the light of the gospel through the distribution of the popular Truth For Youth Bible to teens across our nation. In order to do that, simply go to truthforyouth.com to order the Bibles. Uh, Again, truthforyouth.com. Or you can call this number. Now, let me explain. Uh, You can call this number between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. But the number to call is 1-800-733-4737. So again, you'll need to call between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. to make the phone call at that number. That number, again, is 1-800-733-4737. Now, again, our goal is to get at least 60,000 Bibles into the hands of teens uh, in the course of, uh, in other words, to order that many in the course of this week. And so we have a little ways to go to reach that goal, but by the grace of the Lord, we'll reach it. So we're inviting you to call in and again, you can, if you're a teen, you can call in and order a Bible to give to another teen. Or if you're a parent of a teen or a grandparent of a teen, you can call in the Bible for your child or grandchild who is a teenager. And again, the goal is they will get the Bible to give it to an unsaved individual that they know in their school or their community. And it's a great way to get involved. Now, once again, if you're one who you maybe don't have a teen in your home, maybe your children are grown or Maybe they're not quite teenagers yet, but I would encourage—we're encouraging every single listener to call the number and just simply order the Bible, um, or order a number of them. They're very inexpensive in their price, but it's—I would encourage you to get one to see what a powerful evangelism and discipleship tool it really is. It is a a beautiful Bible that has some very colorful comics at the beginning that present the gospel and addresses a number of moral challenge issues that our youth are dealing with today. Those comics are in the front part of the New Testament. And the rest of it, of course, is a New Testament, an easy-reading New Testament that's a great tool to put in the hands of young people. So, again, our encouragement to, to every listener is to please call and order one, whether you can participate in the Truth for Youth Bible Week to get one for free or just order one just to buy it if you don't have a teen in your home in order to see it, as well as you too can pray and say, Lord, show me who you want me to give this to. But getting a chance to see the powerful and wonderful evangelism tool it is is a very wise thing to do. So once again, you can go online to order them. Go to truthforyouth.com. Again, order online anytime, truthforyouth.com. Or you can call between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Call this number 1-800-733-4737. Again, that's 1-800-733-4737. We hope that you will take the time and opportunity to do just that. Father, thank you for every listener. Thank you for each person that's a part of our listening family today. Father, move upon every listener to to do whatever you'd have them to do as far as getting involved with the Truth for Youth campaign. Lord, help us to recognize that all of us are called to be involved in the wonderful work of carrying out the Great Commission, sharing the gospel and helping believers to come to grow up in their faith as well. And a very important part of that privilege and opportunity is the opportunity to disciple our own children, but disciple other youth in different in different capacities and in different ways. So, thank you, Lord. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be passionate. Fill us anew with your spirit of evangelism, that we would be the evangelism and discipleship-minded believers. You would have us to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're specifically looking at this topic, Three Chapters a Day, Walking with Christ, in the word again three chapters a day walking with christ in the word and let me say right offhand, very often on this broadcast you'll you'll hear me say that we're challenging and encouraging listeners to start the goal of reading at least three chapters in your bible every single day well uh for those that might think well he sounds like a broken record well i'm not a broken record but I would say this as a pastor for most of the last forty-six years, one of the true one important truth the Lord has helped me to come to much better understand is this. God's word is much more important than any one of us comprehend, period. The word of God is much more powerful, much more effective, much more influential in our lives than than we fully grasp or comprehend. So the idea that you and I are daily getting into the Word of God is a very fundamental and foundational truth that all of us need to grasp. You know, three chapters a day is a, just a good foundational meal for a believer. But to be very honest with you, you're wise if you decide that three chapters is not enough for you. And uh, personally, I really strive to have a goal of reading at least, th- at least 10 either chapters or segments of Scripture every single day. And to be honest with you, that's not really enough for me either. But the fact is you can't get too much of the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Keep in mind, the word of God is Jesus and Jesus is the word of God. And it's so important that we understand that, again, the word of God can save us. It can heal us. It can bless us. It can edify us. It can comfort us it can strengthen us and do so, so much more. Because remember, the Word of God is Jesus. And anything Jesus can do, the Word of God can do because Jesus is the Word of God. So when you're reading the Word of God, you're consuming more and more of the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. And the fact is, when Jesus comes more and more into our life in greater measure, He always brings blessing with Him. He always brings grace. He brings anointing with Him. So I don't have the ability to overemphasize how important your time and my time in God's Word every single day is. Keep in mind, amongst other things, the Word of God is pregnant with the ability to bless you. God's Word is brimming with anointing. And remember, anointing is a measured portion of the Holy Spirit. And so the fact is, again, you can't get too much anointing on your life. And the more you spend time in the Word of God, the greater God's anointing on your life increases. So I invite you to look with me now in the book of the Gospel of John, John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. And as I as I read, I want you to keep in mind that, as I said, Jesus is the Word of God, and the Word of God is Jesus. So when you're spending time reading God's Word, you're spending time with Jesus. you It's like a one-on-one appointment with Jesus. Every day you sit down and take time to read and meditate on the Word of God. And when Jesus is talking to you through His Word, He's not just giving you information. He's pouring grace, peace, joy, life, strength, encouragement, comfort, and so much more into your mind, your body, and your spirit. You and I, again, again, we have that privilege every day. And it's as if every day... God has grace available to us through his word. And it's as if every day he asks the question, how much do you want? The Bible, amongst other things, is like a bottle of grace. And again, that question, it's as if God is asking that question again, how much grace do you want today as well? So as we look in the Gospel of John, John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, it tells us these words. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light but was rather sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verses 1-13 The Gospel of John chapter 1 You're listening to the Hour of Intercession As we look at the topic Three chapters a day Walking with Christ in the Word We'll be right back
1: Consume my heart with your love You have captured my heart Consume my heart with your love You have captured my heart Consume my heart
0: Gab Dunson Oyekan with If All I Say Is Jesus, thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Father, thank you once again for the gift, the powerful and wonderful and blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to walk with you daily in your word. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to hear counsel, wisdom, and grace, and receive grace from you through your word each and every day. Father, anoint the mind's ear. Thank you for every single person that is a listener today. Anoint the mind's ears, heart and understanding of each listener with a mighty, 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 mighty anointing so that we'll be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit and help us all to grow tremendously in our love for you and our love for your word and our commitment to be hearers and doers of your word as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, today we're looking at the topic three chapters a day walking with Christ in the Word. And so an ongoing encouragement that we share with our listeners is that you would set a goal of reading no less than three chapters in the Word of God each and every day. You know, I think of this, I heard an, an, a minister share a powerful and I think a very beautiful and accurate description or, or illustration of why time, one of the reasons why time in God's Word is so important. Basically explain that It's as if our heart is the canvas uh, and the Holy Spirit is the artist painting a picture of God's calling upon our life. And the oil that the Holy Spirit uses is the Word of God. And so how detailed he can paint the picture is directly connected to how much time you spend in the Word of God. So when you look at some pictures, some pictures have little to no color in them. And then some are full of color. Well, the fact is, how full and rich and detailed the Holy Spirit's able to work in our lives and fulfill the call of God upon our lives is directly related to how much time you and I spend in the Word of God. Remember, again, as Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Remember, when you're reading the Word of God, you're spending time, it's a one on one appointment with Jesus Christ. And remember, when He's When you're reading the Word, He's not just pouring information into you. He's molding you, shaping you, helping you to grow in your attitude, your perspective, your whole approach and understanding of life. So when you're reading the Word of God, it's as if the Word of God is reading you. It's working on you. He's molding and shaping you to become more and more like Himself. And so as you read any of the books, remember there's 66 books in the whole Bible, every book— you might call it sort of a mini portrait of Christ. All of the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. There's a unique message in every single book in the Word of God, and it's a message that tells us, amongst other things, more about who Jesus is and what he desires to do in our lives. And every day that we spend time in his Word, he's molding and shaping us to become more and more like him every single day. So, real briefly, I want to share with you Again, just some truths as, you, as we step through books of the Bible. Keep in mind, each book is teaching us and helping us to better know Christ. For example, in the book of Genesis, we learn from Genesis that Jesus is our creator. He's the seed of the woman. He's the ark of salvation. In Exodus, he's our Passover lamb. He's our deliverer, our high priest. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. He's our sacrifice. He's the way of approach to God. In the book of Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. He's our tabernacle. He's our smitten rock. He's the star out of Jacob. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is the prophet like Moses, only greater. He's God, and he's the lawgiver. In Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation, our victorious leader. In Judges, Jesus is the judge and lawgiver, and he's our deliverer. In Ruth, Jesus is our kinsman-redeemer. He's our lover, our protector. In 1 Samuel, the Lord Jesus is the anointed prophet and priest. He's our true claimant to the scepter of Judah, and he's the throne of David, and he's our everlasting kingdom and king. In 2 Samuel, the Lord Jesus is the son of David, and he's greater than David. In 1 Kings, he's our perfect king. He's greater than Solomon. He's the builder of God's temple. In 2 Kings, the Lord Jesus is our perfect king. He is the man of God, the word of God. In 1 Chronicles, Jesus is our reigning king. In 2 Chronicles, the Lord Jesus is our perfect king. He's our priest and prophet. He's our high priest. In the book of Ezra, he's our faithful scribe. He's our builder and restorer of the church. In Nehemiah, the Lord Jesus is the rebuilder of the broken walls and... And he's the governor of the church. He's our restorer and our protector. In the book of Esther, he's our Mordecai, our advocate. In the book of Job, he's our ever living redeemer. In the book of Psalms, the Lord Jesus is our shepherd, our all in all, our beloved of God, our rock and our fortress. In the book of Proverbs, he's the wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastes, the Lord Jesus is the wisdom of God. He's the preacher. He's the son of David. He's the king of Jerusalem. In the book of the Song of Solomon, the Lord Jesus is our perfect lover and bridegroom. He's the king of peace. In Isaiah, the Lord Jesus is our Messiah, the Holy One of Israel, the Prince of Peace. He's our salvation, our righteousness, our comforter, and our judge. In Jeremiah, the Lord Jesus is our righteous branch. He's the Lord our righteousness. In Lamentation, the Lord Jesus is the man of sorrows. He's the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, the Lord Jesus is the four-faced man. He's the son of man sent to rebellious Israel. In the book of Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace. He's the smitten stone that fills the earth. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. In the book of Hosea, he's our patient bridegroom. He's the healer of the backslider. In the book of Joel, the Lord Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit, our deliverer and our judge. In the book of Amos, he's our burden bearer. He's our heavenly bridegroom, and he's our judge as well. In the book of Obadiah, the Lord Jesus is our savior, our judge. He's the ex- executor of divine retribution. In the book of Jonah, he's the foreign missionary, one greater than Jonah. In the book of Micah, the Lord Jesus is the the messenger with beautiful feet, and he's the rejected king. In the book of Nahum, he's our avenger, stronghold in the day of trouble, prophet of comfort and vengeance. In the book of Habakkuk, the Lord Jesus is the God of our salvation. He's the judge of Babylon. He's the rewarder of those who seek him. In the book of Zephaniah, he's the Lord mighty to save. He's the executor of judgment. In the book of Haggai, the Lord Jesus is Our prophet, priest, and king, and he's the builder of the house of the Lord. Zechariah, the Lord Jesus, is our righteous branch, Yahweh's servant, the spitting shepherd, and our king and priest. In the book of Malachi, the Lord Jesus is the son of righteousness, the messenger of the new covenant, refiner and purifier of his peoples. In the Gospel of Matthew, in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus is the son of David, the head of the church, our Savior. In Mark, he's the suffering servant of Yahweh, and he's our mighty king. In the Gospel of Luke, the Lord Jesus is the Son of Man, the sympathetic high priest, and our Savior. In the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus is the Son of God who brings eternal life. In the book of Acts, he's one sitting at the right hand of God, prince of the king of the earth. In Romans, he's the Lord, our righteousness, justifier, redeemer, and savior. In 1 Corinthians, the Lord Jesus is the foundation of the church, the unifier, the great sacrifice, resurrected one, the coming Lord. In 2 Corinthians, the Lord Jesus is the Son of God who anoints anoints and he's our reconciler. In the book of Galatians, the Lord Jesus is our great redeemer, our seed of Abraham, our liberator. In Ephesians, the Lord Jesus is our heavenly king, the reconciler, the head of the body of Christ, the giver of ministry, gifts. In Philippians, the Lord Jesus is the source of the fruits of righteousness, one equal with God who humbled himself, and he's the coming one. In the book of Colossians, the Lord Jesus is the preeminent one, redeemer in the image of God. In First Thessalonians, he's our risen Lord and our coming king. In Second Thessalonians, the Lord Jesus is our coming king, our great judge, and the faithful one. In 1 Timothy, Jesus is the enabler who ministers, our mediator, God in the flesh, and King of kings. In 2 Timothy, the Lord Jesus is our victor over death. He's the resurrected seed of David. In the book of Titus, the Lord Jesus is the one who appoints the leaders of the church, and he's our coming Savior. In Philemon, he's the controller of the destiny of his servants. In Hebrews... The Lord Jesus is the son and image of God, captain and author of our salvation. He's the apostle and high priest. In the book of James, the Lord Jesus is our unchangeable father. He's the wisdom of God, our husbandman, and he's our coming Lord. In 1 Peter, the Lord Jesus is the one who was resurrected, and he's our chief cornerstone. In 2 Peter, the Lord Jesus is our savior, our coming one, and our deliverer. In 1 John, he's the word of life, he's our advocate, he's the propitiator and the Messiah. In 2 John, the Lord Jesus is the Son of God, God come in the flesh. In 3 John, he, the Lord Jesus is the truth, and he's one who is God. In the book of Jude, he's our preserver, our coming judge, our merciful one. And in the book of Revelation, the Lord Jesus Christ is the coming one, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, He's the son of man. He's our great judge. He's the lion of Judah. He's the conquering one. He's the lamb of God. He's the bridegroom. He's faithful. He's true. He's the word of God. So again, every book in the word of God paints a portrait of who Jesus is. Every book teaches us something important about who Jesus is and what he comes to do in our lives. How important it is that we as believers recognize that being diligent students of, God, of of the Word of God is so, so important. We live in a busy world. Everybody's busy. People have lots and lots of things to do, and we live in a world full of weapons of mass distraction. But remember this, the high priority of each of our lives is being a diligent student of God's Word. Again, I can't overemphasize how important it is that one of the high priorities of the life of every believer is Is the the priority of opening the Word of God every single day and living a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38, a powerful story that really draws this important truth out. Again, Luke 10, starting at verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Verses 38 to 42. Again, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now, that short a uh, passage within the Word of God is one that you and I would be wise to spend a lot of time reading and meditating on it because it has some some powerful insights about discipleship, about living a lifestyle of following Jesus. Note what happens. Martha is glad to have Jesus and, her, and his and his disciples in her home, and she's preparing, getting ready. Her sister Martha, however, is sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. Well, very powerfully at some point we come to see Martha's not too happy with her sister because her sister isn't helping her. And she scolds Jesus about telling and encourages us, encourages him to tell her sister to get up and help her. But notice what the scripture and Jesus both agree to point out. Note the scripture says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. So Martha was not doing the more important thing. Mary was. What was Mary doing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing His Word. We'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look today at the topic. Three chapters a day, walking with Christ in the Word. We'll be right back.
2: Our Father, which art in heaven you
0: Group singing the prayer. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Uh, we're looking today at the topic three chapters a day, walking with Christ in the Word. And our encouragement to you that is if you do not already have the habit of reading no less than three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to get started. But before we jump back into that, looking at that specific topic, once again, I want to remind you, this is our National Truth for Youth Bible Week here at American Family Radio. We're encouraging you to help us give away thousands of free Bibles to young people across America during this week with the goal of really helping them to get involved with the wonderful work of evangelism through the use of this tool called the Truth for Youth Bible. In order to, for your teen to order one, again, e, any teen listening can order one, or any parent of a teen or a grandparent of a teen can order them. Go to truthforyouth.com anytime, and you can order online anytime. Go to truthforyouth.com or between the hours of 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., You can call this number, 1-800-733-4737. Again, that's 1-800-733-4737 to call to order one of the Truth For Youth Bibles. And again, if you do not happen to have a teen, I would encourage you to order one with the goal of you passing it on to a teen that you know doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And also so you can see what a wonderful evangelism and discipleship tool it is. If you've never seen one, you've probably never seen uh, an evangelism tool quite like the Truth for Youth Bible, a, a beautiful New Testament that has a number of very powerful, beautifully done color comics that address a number of critical issues in our culture today that young people, youth are facing and are being challenged with. So, and of course, it's a full New Testament as well, easy reading New Testament. I would encourage you to get one, like I said, to take a look at it, as well as we invite you to ask the Lord to show you who He wants you to give it to, a great evangelism and discipleship tool. Once again, to go online, for, to get the Truth For Youth Bible, go to truthforyouth.com to order online. Again, truthforyouth.com. Or you can call between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Call one 800 733 Four seven three seven. We hope that you will do that. Again, we're looking today at the topic, three chapters a day, walking with Christ in his word. And so three chapters is a good spiritual goal uh, to shoot for in, in how much of the word of God you read each and every day. Keep in mind, you know, the great servant of the Lord, John Wesley, he had a term for spiritual habits. His word for spiritual habits was means of grace. And that's a beautiful and a very accurate description of what they are because, for example, when you spend time reading and meditating on the Word of God, remember, as you do that, you're pouring grace in greater measure into your life. Now, keep in mind, you and I can't earn grace. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Grace is available to every believer in great measure. But there are specific things you and I can do to cause the grace that's available to pour into our lives in much greater measure One of those habits is the habit of reading and meditating on God's Word every single day. Another one of those habits is simply obeying the Word of God. Another spiritual habit or means of grace is prayer, spending time with God in prayer. Another is spending time in worship, praise, and thanksgiving. All of those, and there are others as well. So we're very wise to make this a high priority every single day. So... Starting the habit of reading three chapters a day is a very wise goal for you to set to begin in your life even today. And once again, to parents, we would encourage you to start the habit of having each of your children to read the Word of God out loud to you three chapters a day as well. Now, keep in mind, three chapters may take on average around 15 minutes or so. And it's very important that you and I are not fooled by this reality, too often people might say to themselves, well, I can't spare that much time in the course of a day. Now, what a tragic thing to even think is true in your life. And the reality is, keep in mind, you and I do each day what we want to do. We do what we choose to do. So we should never say we don't have time. It, we should at least be willing to be truthful with ourselves and truthful enough to say we didn't make the time. We didn't take the time, but you want to have time for what we want to do. And remember, 15 minutes is not a huge amount of time. And for those that say they're so busy, they don't have the time. Keep in mind, you have four segments of 15 minutes in every hour. You have 24 hours in a day. So for someone to tell themselves they can't spare 15 minutes to get in the powerful word of God Sadly, they're fooling themselves. And to be quite honest, they don't know what they're missing because money could never buy the great good, the great blessing, the great grace that comes from getting into God's Word absolutely every single day. So we would encourage you, start that habit of reading three chapters a day. Parents, start the habit of having your children to start reading three chapters out loud to you every day. Today, hope that you'll do it. It'll begin to bless immediately as you begin to do it in your life, and parents, as you begin to do it in the lives of your children as well. One of the reasons, parents, why we encourage you to have them read out loud to you is for this simple reason. If you simply send them, tell them, Johnny or uh, Debbie, go to your room and read your Bible. Well, they might go to their room and read, and they might go in their room and take out the Legos and start playing, or start playing a video game, or take a nap. And then when you ask them, did you read your Bible? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Well, you might say, well, my child wouldn't lie. Well, I hope they wouldn't. But the reality is many children may and do. So when you have them read to you, you know they've read and you've for sure helped to plant the Word of God one more day as you take time to have your child read the Word of God out loud to you. Looking once again at Luke 10, I want to share the same passage again, Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. And I want to emphasize this is so important, this truth to grasp, what the Lord is teaching us through this passage. Luke 10, starting at verse 38 once again. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Again, verses 38 to 42, Luke chapter 10. Note again, just kind of going through the story again, it's such a powerful story with some important truths. It's worth kind of going over and over again and meditating on as well. Note again, the Lord Jesus and his disciples have come to visit in the home of two sisters, Martha and Mary. And so again, picture Martha who's uh, probably cooking, cleaning, doing the normal things that you might expect someone to do when they have a house full of guests. But Mary is not helping her at all do those sorts of things. Again, the Scripture clearly points out, it says that uh, she ha- she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Mary was caught up in being with Jesus, spending time with Jesus. She was sitting at Jesus' feet and hearing his word. But note the next verse, verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted. Now keep in mind, Martha's doing what lots of people in our world would say she should be doing. She's preparing the house, again, probably cooking, cleaning, preparing for a house full of guests. But the Scripture clearly points out, it says, Martha was distracted. Now, to be distracted means to be pulled away from the more important thing. So, in other words, according to the Scripture, and we find out according to Jesus as well, between the two sisters, Mary is doing the more important thing. Note what goes on to happen It says, verse 40, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Again, Martha is is upset, and it seems like she's so upset she's not even talking to her sister. She's that upset, and she talks to Jesus, and it appears she's scolding Jesus for not telling her sister to get up and help her. But notice the Lord Jesus' response. Verse 41, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. He repeats her name. So Jesus is trying to get her attention, to have her really listen. And he's trying to help her emphatically hear what he has to say. The Lord Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, notice Jesus is not at all saying you never have to clean up your house and you never have to cook. That's not what he's saying. But the point is, in this context, Jesus was only going to be in their home for a short period of time. And between the two sisters, Jesus clearly felt that Mary was doing the wiser and more important and more critical thing. She was sitting at Jesus' feet hearing his word. They weren't going to have Jesus always and definitely not in their home. And between the two, Jesus affirms what Mary does and lovingly corrects Martha. It's not Mary who is distracted, it's Martha who is distracted. Again, to be distracted is to be pulled away from the more important thing. Well, in this case, Mary is doing what she should do, and Mary is a great example, teaching us a very important lesson because every believer in all the world, we're called to be disciples who live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. Every one of us is called to live that kind of lifestyle. Again, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. We can't hear too much of God's word. Hearing, consuming, and spending time in the word of God, again, I can't overemphasize how important that very important truth is. Hope that you'll start that habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day today. Hope that you will. Now, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd like to invite you to make that all-important step in all of life. There's no, no, more, no more important decision than the decision, decision to receive Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you A long time ago, you came into this world. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and I've done wrong in so, so many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you my entire life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we very much want to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature, some resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share that literature with you. Please do email us one more time, joseph at afr.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. Today we were looking at the topic, Three Chapters a Day, Walking with Christ in the Word. Again, if you don't have the habit of reading three chapters in your Bible today, today is a good day to start that daily habit. And parents, starting the habit of having your children to read three chapters out loud to you today, today is a great day to do that. It will bless you and bless your whole family and home. Hope you'll do just that. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association. Faith. Family.
1: Freedom. American Family Radio.